Hey there, everybody. Garen and Jordan back talking through the uh, God. Your work matters. Yeah, we're, I always want to call it God at work. God at work, but it's well, us at work. Because when we were voting, that was your favorite. But it was. It, you were the only one that picked that one. Everybody else. <laughs> That's why I think it is that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not God at work. I don't name the sermons. <laughs> it is your work matters, and this was we. Is it week three of four? It was four actually. Week so four we of did four. Three foundational theological, and this one was trying to get more practical. And so this was the last one? Uh, two more coming. Oh, we got two more. Two more. Okay, good. Yeah, I'm doing so this was four of ways six. to think about your work that when you show up, you can be like, this is what I need to be doing. Okay. So, yeah. Awesome. Okay, so this was week four of six, and Garen really hammered at home. This, this sermon felt really different in that you didn't try, I feel like in other ones, you've tried to cover a lot of ground, and there's been a lot of information. And on this one, you really camped out on these three points and just like hammered them home with yeah. like different stories and illustrations. And I got the sense you really, really just wanted us to walk away understanding what the main point of this one was. Because yeah. I think it, because to me it is, if you can't get practical and can't have something you can take with you, then what's, I mean, the theology is good, but you also need that. And to me, this is very practical. When I first started figuring this out, it was a game changer for me. And I've shared it with other people and they told me it was a game changer. It helped them a lot, how they thought about their work and what they did. Yeah. Very important stuff. The three things that you want us to walk away with were, was this main idea that, that God's work and our work, they really are the same thing in a lot of ways. One of those ways is that both creation and in God's hands and our everyday work in our hands, both are bringing order from chaos. Um, another is that we are both taking already pre-existing raw materials and rearranging them in, mm -hmm. in a new way to bring some beauty or order or flourishing to it. And the last one is that we do those things for the flourishing of everybody. Yeah, of humanity and of all creation. Right, yep. humanity, animals, all creation, yeah. right. Trying to add value to, to people's lives. Exactly, add value. And so the, the key thing that you wanted us to walk away with was that not only does God do those things in creation, but he commissions us to do those same things every day at our jobs. Yep. And that he made us as little like sub creators to sub -creators. go create our own good. Yeah. And that idea of the gardening, I mean, he that's his, the first thing he did to get his hands dirty was he planted a garden and then he calls them to garden. And so maybe that's like an archetypal picture of what all work is. I got to tell you, I really love gardening. I've told you that before. It like yeah. soothes my soul. I think you've said, you've said that too. But what do you, you hate yard work though. I don't like yard work. But gardening like is good. Gardening. Mm -hmm. But I really felt for anybody yesterday who just didn't like gardening. If, uh, right. If they were like this. If they're like, man, I hate gardening, but there's no way I can tell anyone that this morning because I'll look like such a heathen. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was really good. But yeah, that gardening metaphor, it covers uh, so well what God did and what he calls us to do. Yeah. And there's so many deep metaphors and illustrations within that when we think about the process of gardening and the pieces and what it does for our souls and why on a deep level we enjoy it um there's just a lot there to think yeah. through so that's yeah. pretty cool um something that you said yesterday that i wanted to ask you about was why does it matter garen why does it matter that our work mirrors god's like you talk about this and it's a cool observation i get that but for somebody who's walking in saying I'm not really sure what's going on here. And I'm not even sure why this is important that my work mirrors God's, whatever that means. Like, why does it have any significance on my life? Yeah. Well, for me, I'd like to know your thought on that. But for me, the big thing is, is like, you tend to, don't you look up at people higher than you and you think, oh, what they do is important. What I do is not important. Um, 
now I've totally lost my train of thought, but that that God did this amazing, that when he created, I just stand in awe of that. Like he creates, it's in chaos, how he forms and fills it, how orderly he is. And the whole point is for the flourishing of, of the humans and of the animals and of all of creation. And then for him to just say, okay, now what I did just did, that's just not for super people like me. That's kind of where I was going. I'm not just Superman. You get to do the same thing I do. I'm, I'm commissioning you to continue what I've done. Like you're so valuable. You get to do what I did. It's on a smaller scale. You're not infinite and all that, but you do what I did. And to me, that's what it is. I just feel very, I don't, it just makes me feel like, wow, God is, is a lot. Giving me, as C.S. Lewis talks about, the dignity of causality that yes. I get to, I get to have the dignity of causing things, of taking a chaotic backyard and making it in this garden that feeds my family, mm-hmm. that there's dignity in that. And I'd be like, that's what God was doing. That's what Adam and Eve did. Yeah. And I get to do that. And not just in the garden, but in my work, it's the same three things. So, yeah. I think that it's God walking the walk when he says that he made us in his image and he says that we have dignity and he calls us to be co-creators and co-image bearers. It's yep. him walking the walk because yep. it's easy to say that and tell yep. us that, right. but then to really give us the same job that he yep. had right. and trust us with it. We and, know how hard that is, right? Yeah, right. To delegate, like to really say, here, you take this thing I've done for five years mm-hmm. and I've perfected it. I give it to you and you screw it up or mess it up, <laughs> right? Don't do it the same way. That's not easy. Right. And it's easy to keep control of it, but mm-hmm. he didn't. He was like, I'm going to give you this this world. Yeah. And To me, it's you... just God walking the walk on yeah. that promise, which is so cool. Um, Another, can I, can I throw another hard question at oh, you? Yeah. I feel like I'm just hitting you with hard questions today. Because you said a word yesterday Uh-oh. that is kind of a bad word. The S and the K with the U and no, the C. In the middle? Not no, not the not the suck word. Okay. Although that was questionable. <laughs> we will be getting a call from the KNCSB about that one. <laughs> now you mentioned a word uh, that sometimes in Christian circles we hear this word and we're like, "Oh, we're waging war against this thing." Yes. The culture. The culture. You talked about culture. You even said God give us a cultural mandate and that he makes us sub-creators to go create our own culture out of the raw materials he's given. Yeah. But why do I feel like growing up in a Christian house and in a, in a church that like culture was such a dirty word? Yeah. And it was like, oh, we're waging war on the culture and don't be like the culture. Yeah. And but now you're in church. And you're the and head I'm guy us to create culture. And you're saying, "Hey, culture's good. Go create your own culture. God wants culture to be created in His world. What am I supposed to do with that?" Yeah. Because the twelve-year-old me is so confused. Yeah. So, so help me out yeah, there. Yeah. But the twelve-year-old you, okay, <laughs> I can draw a picture or something. Um, one that we do struggle with fallen culture. Culture after the fall does become fallen. And so there is always going to be mess to it. There's going to be thorns and thistles, but that doesn't take away the goodness of culture, which came before the fall and his call for us to do that, to be involved in the, the culture. I didn't mention this yesterday because I didn't want, it didn't seem that significant, but the word cultivate and culture both come from the same Latin word, which is like gardening and creating culture, cultivating anything, creating culture. It's all the same root. Mm, I think that's okay. really cool. That's probably why they call this the cultural mandate. So the problem isn't culture. The problem is we're dealing with fallen culture, and we live in a fallen culture. But God still calls us to create culture. And one of the big things that happened in the 19th or 20th century is a lot of the evangelicals gave up culture. They said, Hollywood, that's yours. Write books, that's yours. Music, that's yours. And we like lost a lot of it because we quit creating culture. The only culture we'd create, you and I have joked, you know, there's this great game, Settlers of 
Catan. Catan. Mm -hmm. And then some dude, <laughs> instead of creating a new game that's totally awesome, he creates Settlers of Canaan. <laughs> he just Christianizes it, right? And nobody buys it, right? Because right. yeah. it's just copying something's done because we gave culture up a long time ago. Huh. We should be on the front lines of culture creation, shouldn't right. we? Yeah. Shouldn't we be the front, the ones making great movies? Not just sleazy, I mean, not sleazy, but, you know, cheap movies that everybody's like, oh, Christians made that. Right, you, yeah. The quality is pretty poor. I feel like Christian media is getting back into that a little bit. Yeah, it's... You're starting to see it come back. You're yes. hearing really, like, Christian hip-hop and rap is in an incredible place. Worship music is in an incredible place. Uh, you're seeing really good things as far as Christian media and movies coming out. The Chosen, yeah, whether you right. like it theologically or not, yeah. I think most people do, but it is so well done. Right. Lots of movies in that same vein, so... Yep. And it's because we're starting to reclaim the cultural mandate, I think, when yeah. it, for about a... A century, it got lost, and people did see it as a culture war. And I'm warring against culture, right? But no, we still are called to create culture. Okay, and we should, we should be doing that. That's our call, and we should be on the cutting edge. So, culture in and itself is, in and of itself, is not a bad thing. It's that culture was corrupted and went a different direction, and yep. so we washed our hands of it. Yeah, and, and said, let's have nothing to do with this. When in yeah. reality. God calls us to be in the world, but not of it. Yes. Is that in culture, yes. but not exactly. of it? Exactly, yes. And we're supposed to be transformers of culture and influences on culture in a positive way. And instead of walking away from it right. and saying, let's just leave the world to its own devices, it's lost, let's just do our own thing. That's probably not what God wanted yeah, for us. Yeah, not at all. Yeah. Okay. So that's, yeah, so culture in and of itself is not a bad thing. God wanted us creating and doing all of this stuff, but it's just become, the fall has affected it. So we're all messing with okay. broken things. Yeah. But we still are to be on the, the forefront of all of that. Huh. Can I ask you another hard question I thought of yesterday? Yeah. Actually, I didn't think of this one. Somebody brought this to me. Uh oh. Um, this one comes all the way from California. From California. Uh, a California listener called in and said, Tell me about this. <laughs> Someone noticed that you have been talking a lot more about Greek word, not Greek, Hebrew, Hebrew words, original language words of the Old Testament more than other series Avad, Shamar, Avodah. Yeah. Tov, tov, tovu va bohu. Yeah, tovu va bohu. All those. And so their question was, why do I care what what this means in Hebrew? Like, what bearing does that have on my life today? Why why is that so special? Why not just talk about it in English? Yeah. Because you make me feel dumb when uh Yeah. That's, <laughs> this, and this, that's the whole point. This is what right? I'm saying. Garen, Gar yeah. you make me feel silly when I don't know these words. So why would you Bring all this new information to me. Yeah. So what would you say to that? I'm sharing it because I think there's so much in there that it unleashes and that that is so cool. And you weren't here the first week, but we when we went through the work of God, I think there's 10 different Hebrew words used for how the kind of work he did. And one of them is building like construction. One of them is a word of an artisan creating masterpieces and all that. Like there were so many different, you know, a potter, like so many words. To me, it just, it really brings it out. Like, gosh, he was doing like every kind of work you can think of it. To me, it, it adds a lot of beauty and there's a lot of very profound things in that. I think my answer would be that English seems to be a very utilitarian language. Yes. But it's not very descriptive. Yeah. And the thanks for putting my dirty laundry out there that I missed church, Garen. I, I think. <laughs> well, you were in I'm, Ethiopia. I'm going to get yeah. emails now. Uh, Jordan, why are you not in church? You're the youth pastor. Um, but the one that I was here when you said Avad is to work and just the way that's that Greek, that not Greek, Hebrew. that Hebrew word is translated several ways. Yeah. It can be worship. It could be work. It could be different service. service, right? Different things, but it's all the same root. Yeah. And those are things you miss in English. Yes. You'd have no yeah. idea. You have no idea. Unless you went back to what the yeah. authors originally right. intended with that. Yep. And so part of that is 
just like, do you want to understand the Bible dimly through a translator? Or do you want to go see what the authors really like meant when they said this word? Yeah. Um, the meaning is so much more full. Well, to me, that's part of the cultural mandate for me is like scripture has all these riches in it, this gold and jewels underneath the surface that a lot of people don't have the time or the ability to access. But if I can, yeah, should right. I not be, should I not be as a Bible teacher bringing those things out? If yeah. it enriches what people are learning to me, that's part of what I'm doing when I, yeah, when I'm preparing a sermon or you are, is I'm trying to bring my resources together, my raw materials, and some of it is that knowledge of Hebrew and Greek. And if there's a be- if there's a jewel in there that people can't see in English, man, like we just say, we say love, everything's love, 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 love. But well, there's four Greek words, and agape is different, right? So to bring those jewels out to me, um, it enhances what God, the beauty of God, and like His revelation, and it just makes me stand in awe of the Scripture. So mm. that's the point. I'm actually trying to do this. Yeah. And and with sermons, I'm doing the same thing. I'm taking. Yeah, chaos. I'm trying to bring resources together, and the whole point is so people can live well and follow Scripture and know know God better. All of that. So yeah. So so you would apply this to yourself in that way. You'd say, okay, I'm trying to bring order from chaos. The chaos being confusion about who yeah, God is, right? And and maybe no real direction in life or real disciplines to focus me on Jesus. And I'm trying to bring order to that and yes. and move this group of people at twelfth in a singular direction towards Jesus, right? Yeah. And then, what are your raw materials? Well, you said scripture, illustrations, people, my stories, having people up there for interviewing, you know, Jethro and all the silly, you know, Tonka trucks and all right. the stuff. You're just trying to to illustrate the things, jokes that the and, fifty and over crowd really enjoyed. Yes, but, but everybody else has no clue what like, I'm talking man, about. What is he talking about? <laughs> First, you know, I I could grin and bear it with the. Uh, Braveheart, but this is just a bridge too it's far. Just, it was, a, yeah. I don't know what's going on. You need, you need some serious like Pixar references after this. <laughs> yeah, to draw I, I probably should. The millennials yeah, back in. Definitely, because... <laughs> I should apologize to everybody. Yeah. Just, I'll make up a few, even if they don't fit. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's what we want. But yeah, that I mean, it, that's what we are doing with Bible teaching, and the, the t- right, the chaos is even this series is how many people work. The statistics are they think their jobs aren't that meaningful. They don't know what the meaning is trying to give people a sense of like man there this is so huge what you do that it matters so yeah that's some of the order and then how can i apply things and how can i think better about my work differently yep it's this yeah sermon making is this same task hmm. and that's so. not all you do you people i think a lot of people might think all garen does is think about sermons all day but if you're on staff with you you know that you wear a lot of hats and have a lot of meetings and do a lot of things. And so it's bringing chaos, bringing, not, sometimes it is bringing chaos. <laughs> it's bringing order from chaos in a lot of venues and using a lot of different raw materials. Right. I think sermon is the one that people see the most. That's obviously, the one they see. And that's the one they would ask questions about. But I think there's a lot behind the scenes that um, not everybody gets to see, but this is happening in a plethora of ways on the weekly basis, not just on stage. Yeah. Definitely. So, same thing for me too. I mean, yeah. you, Look, well, everything you said, it sounds really similar to me. And we both, work with people. We both have this chaos of, I mean, the human mind, the human heart, the human way, the human flesh is chaos, Yes, right? It, it has no direction and no purpose other than itself. And how do we rein that in using the raw materials of scripture and disciplines and accountability and uh, small groups, small groups and, and, and all that music and to, to bring order to that and move people towards Jesus to rearrange those things in a way where it's constructive for the group. Yep. And then obviously aim that in a way that is flourishing for the group. Yeah. But when people undergo that, when they are enter into that small group, 
when they listen to this teaching, when they get paired up with this mentor, when they go on this trip, when they do this service project, when they give their money or time or effort in this way that it results in their flourishing, how yep. do we make sure that happens? Yep, exactly. According to scripture. Yep. So they're becoming more like Jesus and knowing him. And he says, I came to give life to the fullest. So we want to push people, do everything we can to get people moving that way yep. for their flourishing. Man, I thought people in ministry didn't do anything, Garen. Well, yeah. Other I than, thought that was what. Other than the Sunday morning. I mean. Right. Yeah. Work two hours and yeah. then. Let's take a it. break. Yeah. Do you just get online Saturday? Get watch us from it online. Right. Well, well now Copy we do notes this as fast as you can. So now we work two and a half hours. All oh, right. Week, I guess. So this does add. Man. Shoot. Hey, can I ask you one more hard question? Yep. This is something that someone brought up, and I I think it's a really oh, good question. Yeah. Just man. Hey, what if my job doesn't really contribute to culture in a good way? What if I feel like when I go into my job, I'm not doing something that is helpful to people yeah. or I don't feel like a gardener because of what my job is. Yeah. It's not illegal or anything. Right. Not illegal. I'm not a drug dealer or something, yeah. but like I just walk through the door and I'm like, man, it's hard to see that I'm really gardening because there's some aspects of my job that I'm not really that excited about and I'm not sure they're helping people. Yeah. And yeah. So somebody did ask me yesterday. It was a great question. And I think it's that idea. What, so as we talked one, we were able to pinpoint some ways that their job does really help for human flourishing. So I was helpful for them to say like, okay, those, those things, I'm, I'm, my job is a part of that. That's great. That product is really helpful. But then they're like, but there's some products that I think all it is is we're just trying to get people with money, especially young people, to just buy stuff that they don't need that really doesn't improve their life. And they were like, I just struggle with that. And so again, to me, this <coughs> Genesis is so helpful and profound because when you're talking about work, you do got to go to Genesis 3, 317 and suddenly work because of the fall is the ground is cursed and now work is itseban. That's that Hebrew word. It's toilsome. It's worrisome. Like there's junk, there's thorns and thistles. So we're all going to be in jobs where we're probably doing some things. We're like, I'm not sure this really is contributing to people's flourishing, but like this individual, there are important things. They are, but that's just, it's a mixed bag. That's what it is now. And until Jesus comes, our work is going to be a mixed bag. And I appreciated the thoughtfulness and them wanting to make a difference. And so I think pointing them that the way they do make a difference was helpful, but also to, it was just such a good question. I'm like, right, that's part of the thorns and thistles you have to deal with is you're going to be working with products that you feel like aren't that helpful for people. Maybe the way we would have handled this in the 20th century in the church would have been like, well, quit that job because we've got to distance ourselves from anything that's yes that's possibly not glorifying to God. And maybe the answer that you're saying is that we look at what Jesus says about, I have put you in the world. Go do that job to the best of God's glory. Don't do anything to deceive people. Don't do anything that's nefarious or wrong. Yes. But you do your job the best you can, and you be a light while you do it. Yeah. And that's how corporations change, and that's how things change, is because right. Jesus' followers are in there following his way, being gardeners, tilling the soil, and doing their job well. And, you know, a house wasn't built in a day. It was built brick by brick. And maybe that's the answer. Yeah. I mean, well, and right, being in a place of influence. So who knows? Maybe and maybe this person bumps up in five or ten years, and they can have they can start the conversation about. I think some of our products are a waste of people's sure. lives. Can we focus more on these things that are really adding value? Yeah, yeah. So just yeah, bailing isn't the right thing. It's, no. um, but it was a really great question. And the truth is, we all we all have a mixed bag in our work, and there's things about it we don't like. And we should get rid of. But until Jesus comes, it's the way it is. So don't focus on that. Focus on where I can add value and yeah. Yep. Except we like every part of our job. 
There's no part we don't yeah, like. Yeah, there's nothing in yeah in church world. It's it's all bubble gum and <laughs> roses. Really, it's great. We do love what we do, but I I think people sometimes do think in ministry. Oh, there's no issues or or hard parts of your job that are like you know that people don't see. Like no, I think every job. You're right. No matter yeah, what it is, doesn't matter. Everybody's gonna have part of their jobs where it's hard or you're not sure what the right thing to do is. And that's just part of the yeah. fall. Yeah, That's part of living in the Genesis 3 world yeah, of is. like it's nothing is going to be totally fulfilling, totally yep. perfect, even if it is God's work. Yep. It's going to be messy because yep. we're messy. Right. And the people we work with are messy. Yeah. And the world is messy. Yep. So. so I hang on, you know, I, I may not like it, but at least the scripture explains it for me. And But what I can do is, you know, when I did that should be, is can be, will be. Oh, yeah. We're in the is. Mm -hmm. Don't let the is define your work because there is stuff in it. Go back to the should be. That's why I'm pointing us back to this. And the should be is, is where can I bring order out of chaos? How can I rearrange things to create new things for human flourishing? Because if I focus on that, on the is and the junk, you can get really discouraged. Yeah. But that's why I'm trying to give this vision is I want people to take a positive vision in their work of what they can do. Yeah. Yeah. So that's I think many people get locked in on the is. The world is this way and I can't move past it. And it even blocks their view of God. I'm so glad that you bring us back to the, this is how it should be. And this is how it can or could be with Jesus. So what he showed is possible. You do a good job of, of bringing us back into that. Cause I can get caught in that negativity too. Like, man, the world is, yeah. and my heart even are so messed up and this is just what it is. Yeah. And so I'm grateful for that yeah. truth that your mind is so. And that's why for four weeks, we've been in Genesis one and two, a little bit of three, but to me, it's all pre-fall and it's all foundational. There's so much there that uh from the should be that still continues and that i can invest my life in so yeah okay um this was really helpful we have two more weeks of uh god at work no wait your work matters your work matters your work matters thanks see i almost there's, got there, you on that see, one there's that genesis 3 stuff coming back <laughs> that's an example when we talk about hard parts of the job you guys can see but garen just glared at me that whole time like i don't know what he's trying to communicate but i don't feel good about it Guys, thank you for being with us. We hope this was helpful to you and we look forward to two more weeks. We'll see you.